Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. This is our third episode in a row of the new year. All right. It's good to be back. Yeah, I know. Was it? What, two, two is uh, possibly luck. Three, three is a streak. We, 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 are, on a, we are on a recording streak. <laughs> a a three-game win streak. Yes, yes. So we are going to talk... Superheroes. Yeah, lots of superheroes Superman today. 4 today. Oh, boy. Which, what, what did you just compare to Superman 4? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. 1984. <laughs> 1984 was Superman yeah. 4. I'm sorry to disappoint, but we're not actually talking Superman 4. That, that's a good thing. And, and I don't think anything on our list today is anywhere near Wonder Woman 84 territory. I hope, at least on the surface from what I've seen. There is nothing that I see in this list that I think will be as bad as 84. I, I would agree with that. And we have quite the list to get through today. So... Where we wanted to go today, I think we touched on it maybe a little bit in previous episodes, but we're not going to actually do a full-on review today. This will be one of our first new episodes of the year where we just kind of take what's going on in the the movie world and, and chit-chat about it a little bit. We have we have a quasi-review we're going to do. I guess. Yeah. I mean, as much as you want to say we're going to chit-chat a little bit about two episodes of a show, I mean, it's it's kind of a review. Okay. Um, and then we're going to circle back around and talk a little bit about that infamous, I guess, in the movie community or Marvel fandom world, that shareholder meeting that happened in December where Marvel dropped, I don't know, 15, 20 news bits about shows and movies coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to dive in and, and talk about our thoughts on all of these. Yeah. As, as much as we can, right? Like they gave us some nuggets on some and then others, it's just sort of like this ethereal idea right like oh hey we're gonna do a show with don Cheadle, and that's all we're giving you that in the title <laughs> have fun right <laughs> so and so we're going to and we're gonna make it up and see how we feel yeah okay so then let's get into this because we, we have a lot to get through between talking a little bit about wandavision and then diving into what does basically the rest of the mcu look like as announced by disney back in december so we're pretty much going to at least cover if they've talked about it and, 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 you know, quote unquote, officially announced it, we're, we're going to run through it right here pretty quick. So I say, let's, let's start off with WandaVision. So it dropped on Friday and we got two episodes and it's the, the first foray of Marvel into the MCU show world, right? Like everything's been limited to movies. Now they're going on Disney plus they're starting to drop some shows and, and WandaVision was the first one out of the gate. So, I think my question for you before we talk about what happened in the first two episodes is what were your thoughts on WandaVision being the first? And uh, I guess just really that because I have some thoughts, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on WandaVision leading this. Uh, well, WandaVision leading this is an interesting choice. I think uh, maybe uh, Bucky and Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier and, and the Falcon should have been first because I feel like you know I don't think you got that title right on both of those attempts. Yeah, that was fine. 0 for two. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what, what is the official title? 
It is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, so I, I feel like you just gets... went all Justin Tucker on us, man. Like, you know, you're a comic book guy on this podcast. You, you're you usually on your game, like top notch, and then you just, you know, put two right off the uprights, back to back right there. Yeah, people are like, who's the Winter Soldier? Well, it's Bucky, you know? people. Know, he, <laughs> right. he, he's Bucky now. He's not the Winter Soldier anymore. <laughs> you know? Cap, Cap well, gave his shield to them to share, I guess. Actually, he gave it to Falcon. But that's true. it sounds like they're going to, to share it. But I thought... That one would be a better bridge because they said that that one's going to be a basically a four hour movie that they've chopped it up into episodes. And this WandaVision seems like it was very intentional, intentionally episodes based on how it's been constructed so far. Yep. So I think it'd be and it's and it's a little weird. So I think if you're trying to get audiences into, uh, you know, the Disney Plus realm I, I think a four-hour movie chopped up uh might be digestible easier than what this is going to be yep i'm with you 100 percent on that and, and i also think that if you're marvel you want to lead with the most accessible i mean you kind of hinted at this the most accessible uh something that's going to have some action like i guess you want to be a little bit reliable like i'm not saying you want to be stale or predictable but but reliable i think is what i would go for and i think falcon and winter soldier from everything we've been reading and and seeing a little bit from the trailer and all that it feels like that would have been the better one to get people in the door in not not that marvel needs people in the door but like okay we'll parallel this to star wars i i feel like they crushed it with mandalorian and i i bet that was a little bit of a risk because they didn't have as many existing properties to kind of work with but they nailed it. Uh, and this one, you know, I think you're running a little bit of a risk on, um, you know, two maybe lackluster characters leading this charge. They, they definitely have not developed these two at all in the movies. Uh, uh, WandaVision, that is. Uh, I feel like you have more to hold on to, more backstory with with Bucky, more backstory with Falcon. Uh, we know what they're about. We know how they interact with each other. Um, and we have uh, just very, very little uh, with WandaVision, which is why they got their show. I get it. Uh, but if you want to try to, again, bring audiences into a new medium, uh, uh, like you said, something reliable that you know there's a fandom behind, and, and that's pretty much what you'd expect from it. Yeah. And I think what's interesting too is that obviously, you know, these characters have a little bit of a story between, you know, they're they're both of them introduced in Ultron and their relationship kinda of gets together all through Infinity War. And I also think they both have some similarities in that they started out appearing to be like crazy ultra powerful and then kind of nobody really followed up on that line. I think they tried to kind of resurrect that with uh Scarlet Witch in Endgame and her kind of going one-on-one versus Thanos. But I, if you go back and watch Ultron, man, uh, Vision was supposed to be like the end-all be-all. And then he just kind of isn't after that. Yeah, I mean, they, they really crapped on his character. And she, you can you can argue that she's growing and learning her power set. And so I'm okay with her gradual, you know, ramp up to where she can actually, I mean, she showed in Infinity War, even with the, the rings, that she could hold off Thanos at least for a little bit um, before he used the time. Did you just say the rings? Oh my God, what am I doing today? I, I don't know. I, I, I need a, a warning that today, 
<laughs> today is the playoff game for the Chiefs, and I'm a little flustered. And yeah. I, we're supposed to beat Cleveland, and those games worry me the most. You know, so I'm I've been off all day, uh, just just messed up in the head. I don't know. I, I mean, hey, if what you're telling me is that you've got Mahomes winning another Super Bowl ring on the mind, I mean, fine. I, you know, well, bygones be bygones here. I mean, what? I don't know. Uh, so I apologize. I'm here going for. I'm a little flustered today. But by the time you by the time you hear this, hopefully Buffalo's coming to to Kansas City to play the AFC Championship game. Uh, but right now, I don't have that comfort. You know, and so. Uh, hey, if 15 is playing, if Mahomes is is quarterbacking, uh, you could put Thanos with the entire gauntlet on the other side, and I'm betting on Mahomes 10 times out of 10. As well you should. As well you should. However, we should win that game, and somehow Thanos lost. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. And I'm sorry, backing up. Yes. <laughs> when he so had, your point was Wanda versus Thanos with all the stones. With almost all the stones. And she yep. still held him off uh, before she destroyed the the Mind Stone with that Vision had. And so it shows that she was pretty powerful there. And then even in uh, Endgame, where she's he doesn't have any stones, and he's throwing them around like that before it all gets bombarded. Uh, it shows how, how powerful she can be. And so I really like Elizabeth Olsen. I really like her as Scarlet Witch. I think she does a better Jean Grey impersonation than anybody we've gotten in any of the X-Men movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But now they're showing the other side of her abilities to where she can basically change reality. Okay. So that's a, a beautiful segue into WandaVision. Um, yeah. And, the tra- and so far, if, you, if you've if you've only seen the movies and don't know who Scarlet Witch is, basically you only think she has telekinesis? I mean, mm-hmm. is that basically all that uh, they've explored? No. I mean, because in Ultron, she does a lot of messing with people's heads, right? She goes up behind okay, Cap telepathy and wiggles and telekinesis, her... basically Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she throws Thor into that hallucination. I think she does something. Yeah. She wiggles her magic fingers and, and, and messes with people's heads in Ultron. But they definitely got away from that uh, later on and focused more on just her telekinesis. Yeah, and so the, there's no... Uh chaos magic there's no reality bending you know so they they haven't even gone down that path yet and so that's where this i feel is what they're doing Mm -hmm. is visions spoiler visions dead you haven't seen endgame by now that's your fault yes but i will say especially given the retro nature of these first two episodes they are not establishing very clearly when this is happening so I know that my kids, for example, were like, wait, is this happening like in between some of the movies that we've seen, like maybe between uh, Civil War and Infinity War where they've they spent time together clearly? And I, I had to say, I don't think so, but I, I don't know. I can't tell you that for sure. Oh, I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is after uh, Endgame and this is all in, this is basically Wanda's grief trip and she's creating things creating reality as she uh well again my my impression is that these are tv shows that she watched when she was a kid and has inserted herself into them into a life that she wishes she had i 100 percent agree with you i was just trying to say that for those that maybe don't have that perspective uh the, the timeline is up in the air the, the show hasn't 
explicitly confirmed anything yet. That's true. The show hasn't really told you anything. So we've seen the first two episodes, but I don't believe there's any spoilers in them that weren't in the trailers. Exactly. So here's my little, I guess, rant, blurb, whatever about about WandaVision, my, my high-level review for anybody that wants like a little a, a nugget about what I think about this. Um, I really can't rate it because it's the first two episodes of a show, uh, and I, I think we're getting eight or ten. But generally speaking, nine? nine? Okay, weird. That is a very... It isn't, isn't it? B- That's a weird number. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Okay. Um, I, I guess my issue with this is that we are shown in the trailer that what we perceive right now, especially in the first two episodes with these retro sitcom feels throwing, you know, throwbacks is that it's a world that's not quite right. Eventually this is all going to unravel and they've given very, very, very few hints of that, but it is there between her, you know, there's some things she experiences, but uh, across two episodes of, you know, 30 to 35 minute runtimes each, it is maybe less than one minute of questioning the reality that they're in. So for me, it was a very hard watch to know from the trailer that they're going to set this up as being this world that's not quite right. And you really only drop a few hints per episode that that's happening. So you you kind of feel like you've now watched two episodes and just really wasted your time. And and I'm not saying that you you can't develop that. And in hindsight, these won't look a little bit better once we get more plot. It's just a very tough watch when you know that it's all fake and they're not sprinkling in a little bit more threads for you to pull to kind of start thinking about them. It's just, they just kind of say, okay, here it is. And you know, maybe we'll punt to episode three before we give you much. But like if I'm just watching a bewitched remake or a Dick Van Dyke remake, like you said, when we were talking on the side um, and not giving me more of those threads, like, Ooh, that's interesting. Well, I wonder what's off there or what's off here. Then it feels like kind of like a waste of time. Well, and there there are a lot of Easter eggs that they've dropped in in both episodes of what may or may not come. Uh, we don't know if those are uh, nods just to their universe or nods to again what we're going to see this season. Um, but but you're right. Uh, the first two episodes and with them only being thirty thirty minutes, uh, I feel they've left a lot to be desired. Um, just from the standpoint they haven't gotten into it yet. And if the yep. and the fact that they're thirty minutes uh with this type of thing, I feel like it needs to be something grander each episode if you're gonna do it like this once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh like the Mandalorian, there was something happening every episode, whether it was dumb or not. Uh some sort of mission, some sort of something. And I know they're breaking this up by T V show each at least apparently. It's a different T V show in a different decade each episode. Uh but they're not moving the story long story along fast enough for I think what audiences are expecting. I I one hundred percent agree. I and I feel like had you you could do what they did with dedicating, you know, two episodes or even even continuing this format, but the ratio can't be like ninety nine percent, you know, retro throwback and one percent mystery. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be a better balance there. So you can be like, okay, I, I get this. It's funny. It's a throwback, but I'm also getting little nuggets here and there that are keeping me invested in like, what is the larger question at play here? And, and they're just simply not doing that. It was essentially two standalone episodes that are supposed to be almost like, oh, hi, isn't this funny how much like bewitched we are? And, and that's it. I feel like this was two first episodes. Yes. 
And so we have just enough of the introduction and just enough of something's not right to make you want to watch episode two. But instead, we're now we're already on three and we still haven't been given anything to really grasp onto. Yes. And then you start playing the game, right? Because there's two games I play in my head. One is, okay, nine episodes. We have seven left. <laughs> okay. You, you just kind of sort of wasted two episodes. Um, and then also, like, the trailers tell you where this is going. So then it's sort of like a countdown to, okay, let's, you know, at some point this is going to happen where we're going to realize this is not the real world and, and then things will start to progress. So I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs until then. And then honestly, like the quirkiness of the retro shows just didn't really do anything for me. And I'm especially interested to see how it resonates with younger kids. Both of my kids said they were bored. I can at least remember watching Bewitched, you know, on reruns or, you know, Nick at Night or whatever. My, my, kid, my kids have no idea. Like, <laughs> what is this? Well, maybe that introduces them to older TV or Nick at Night. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I mean, Nick at Night for my kids now is like Saved by the Bell and Fresh Prince and stuff. Not, <laughs> not, not. I love Lucy and you know Dick Van Dyke. Well, they should, they should, they should get into so, that. But again, I, I don't. And me, selfish as I am, uh, I don't care what the kids think. Um, I think this was meant to be uh, to bring in other audiences. I think people appreciate that. And I know my, my wife watched these shows uh, growing up. She liked, she fell asleep to Nick at night all the time. And, and so she kind of got a kick out of that. Like, this is Dick Van Dyke, the, the next episode, Bewitched, you know. And, and she kind of liked how they went through. And I think it would be cool to see it through the generations. But I do think the first episode should have been, I think they should be an hour anyway. Um, you could have done both of those in one hour, the next episode, an hour. I just think that it's, there's not enough time to get to where they need to get. That's, that's my biggest yep. criticism. Okay. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to give anything away spoiler-wise. People who got advanced access to this to review things got to see three episodes. We are not fancy enough We're to get that. We're not that advanced. Nope. But from what I have heard from several different sources is that uh, the first two episodes leave you kind of just, like we've talked about, floundering a little bit. And then the third episode starts to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit to where you, you feel better about the show after the third episode. So I have high hopes for the third episode. However, if this is true, I, I think Marvel may have made a mistake in not just releasing all three together because I don't feel like the first two give you enough to sink your teeth into. And with this being the first Marvel show, the next phase in the MCU as far as shows go, like I think you really wanted to get people buzzing about it and, and let them sink their teeth into it. So if that third episode is what would have given you that, I would have much rather released all three and then you're, you're anticipating the next episode that much more as opposed to right now. Like if I hadn't read anything about the show and know that the third episode is supposedly the one that does this, I would, I would be like, okay, I mean, yeah, I'll watch WandaVision next week, but I, I'm really not feeling it right now. Yeah, I, I love the idea of the episodic. I think that's a great marketing tool. HBO does it. It gets people talking week to week. Um, you know that that's how I feel like movie movie or shows should uh, should be released because that's how you get the buzz. Uh, Netflix when they do the full dump and you binge watch, people watch them at very different times and they don't talk about them so much. And and I feel like it loses a lot of uh, cultural momentum. Uh, but they also have to hook you, you know, yes. if people are all talking about how bad it is or how nothing's happened, that's not going to hook. But I think 
they do have the advantage of it is the MCU. It's the only MCU that we have. Um, and they have that built in audience similar to star Wars that people are going to watch it no matter what. Yep. So they do have that going for them, but I do think what they're trying to do here is introduce a whole lot of things that are about to be the future of phase four. And I think it might be a lot for what this show is doing. Okay. Without trying to get too much spoilers. That's my hope. I, I, I think this show, if you're going to be the first one out of the gate, you got to kind of set the bar high. You got to establish where you're going. Um, I, I think with the slate of things that we're about to talk about that's coming in the future, I think there's a lot of directions they're going, but I, I feel like the first one has to really establish the tone, set the bar. And again, it's two episodes out of nine. So I, I'm not going to say that this is by any means a lost cause. I think this show could end up being very, very, very good. Do I think that the first two episodes will be rewatchable even as this show progresses? I don't know. I, I find it hard to think that I'm going to go back and watch those first two episodes unless I'm doing like a quick Easter egg hunt for things I may have missed. But overall, I don't think those two have a lot of rewatchability. So my hope is that we, we throw it into a different gear, maybe starting in uh, the next episode. And then uh, we, hit, we go from there. Nope. That's a good point. I don't, I don't think the, either one of those are, are rewatchable or where you'd start you're trying to go through the season again yeah okay well i don't have really anything else to say i think that that encapsulates my kind of one division stuff and i i think that as we keep going through the season and we have some more episodes like this where we where we have some trailer talk and some other stuff that we'll we'll keep uh keep updating on one division yeah but i think if anybody can do it it's, it's old miss elizabeth so I, I agree with you on her. I, I like her. I actually like Paul Bettany as Vision. I, I don't think either of them were, were bad actors by any means. So uh, it's all in good hands. I, I trust that Marvel will figure this out. Marvel has rarely made a mistake, and I, I don't consider this a mistake. It's just an interesting first dip of the toe into the pool of, of shows for Marvel. So I'm going to, before we get off WandaVision, this is a way of them potentially introducing the X-Men. I mean, Basically, throughout this entire slate of 50-some-odd things that they've announced, somewhere there's going to be X-Men, at least hence at, at Mutants. And Wanda has a very lengthy relationship with, with Mutants, and she has the power to make something weird happen. I don't know what that's going to be. I hope they don't do it this early. I know they're frantically trying, at least they say they're trying to find out ways, so I don't think it's in this, but they're definitely opening the door for the ability for them to pop up somewhere. Sure, and I think that's what a lot of people are thinking, and it very well could be. I I know that kind of the the behind-the-scenes stuff from the articles that you and I have read says that Marvel still hasn't really established what they're going to do with X-Men. It sounds like they're still very much in the planning phase, so I, I don't know that anything will be ready for one division. They could be trying to just throw us off, you know, the scent or whatever. But um, that's that's what all the news has said. So the next one up is what we just talked about: Falcon and Winter Soldier, not mm-hmm. Bucky and Falcon. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, which again, like I said, is a four-hour movie that they're chopping up in episodes. Uh, I think okay. it's a little buddy cop, and I think it'll be exactly that. Yeah, and we do have a trailer for this one, so they they released that. You guys can all go check that out, and the release date, I believe, is uh, March 19th, so we don't have to wait too long to get this. That's that's Um, right as one division stops, mm -hmm. then then this one will pick up. Yep, and the trailer doesn't really 
give away a lot of plot points. I don't think it, 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 it feels very much like a traditional Marvel movie and we're just pairing up two guys, like you said, buddy cop, but all that being said, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, I'll withhold judgment until I see it. Uh, it looks a little ho-hum for me so far. Okay. Um, two guys that don't necessarily have substantial power sets and how much can you do with flying around and, and shooting guns? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, could they make a really good movie or show out of it? Uh, maybe. It's all a matter of, of them two playing off each other, I think, is going to make or break this. Um, yes, I can see that. Uh, and I and I agree. I, I think the other thing that's going to really make or break this is the $64,000 question. Which one is Captain America? Who's going to become Captain America? Uh, we all know that Cap left Sam the shield, but everybody was all kind of, I don't want to say like freaking out or anything, but I, I think there was a lot of question marks come up when the name of the show was Falcon and Winter Soldier because everybody's like, well, wait a second. Cap got, you know, gave Sam the shield, so why is he still called Falcon? And I, I think that's going to be a plot line in this show. So I think that is a huge deal for a lot of MCU fans and watchers is, is what in the world is happening with the Captain America mantle. I'd really like to see how bold Disney gets with this because the story... Uh, the storyline in the comics, when Cap gave up the shield, uh, he gave it to Bucky first, and then Bucky has a, let's say, uh, interesting past as he was an assassin. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so was he the best yeah. choice to be Captain America? Probably not. Uh, and then it, it went to, later on, it went to Falcon. And fa- they really dove into the comics of, say, America saying, that's not my Captain America, you know. Interesting. A, it's a black man holding the shield. He didn't earn it. Who is he? You know, Cap just gave it to him. You know, it's a, it, it was a really, you know, sort of very heavy issues of what Sam was dealing with trying to live up to the mantle of Captain. Cause you, one, you have the mantle anyway, and then you have mm-hmm. the racial factor that I don't know if Disney will dive into that or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it's a very timely topic if they did want to wade into that but is it too can certainly for <laughs> yeah. to tackle at this moment uh you know i don't know man they, they seem to kind of want to go head first into the you know female empowerment back when captain marvel and endgame were out there i mean I, I will say it's not like it was um terribly overt but you definitely saw some stances taken in there so it will be very interesting to see how this plays out i mean you know they've been very on the forefront you know we're going to get our you know, quote unquote, first Asian superhero soon, you know, with Shang-Chi that we'll talk about in a little bit. So, I, you know, there's some stuff going on there that, that hints that maybe they would be willing to take that on. Well, I mean, I, I get that they're they're trying to have a more diverse universe, but that's that's head first into a topic. Uh, that's true. That I don't know that, that they have done before. I mean, they've, they've kind of hinted around things, but I don't, I don't think they've ever dove into a social issue like that on screen that I can sure. remember. And so I, I'd like to know, I'm curious, because I didn't rewatch the trailer before this episode. I, I've seen it a couple times, but I don't remember Cap Shield being in play. Do you? No, I don't remember seeing that. Okay. But that that's where I'm saying that I, I feel like if they don't address that in this show, um, that will be very weird. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They have to address it in the show at some point. But we don't, we yeah. don't have really a plot. We just know people are trying to kill them for some reason. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, we don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're being sent on missions. I don't know if the trouble is coming to them. I don't know if Shield's involved. I mean, yes, they. It is a very generic trailer. We we don't know who they're fighting against, why they're fighting, why why it's just those two that have teamed up. You know, we don't know any of that. Which is perfect. Don't ruin it by putting other trailers out. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. But it, it has me interested. Has me curious. Um, I think it really again depends on the relationship between Bucky and Falcon of of them two bantering and back and forth for that to be for this to be a good show and i think they have the ability to do it i just hope that whoever wrote and direct and whatnot keeps that keeps that on the forefront agreed and now's probably a good time to mention the news that came out this week that might not really be news which is that deadline was reporting that chris evans is talking about coming back as cap not in a solo movie but willing to appear in other roles as captain america uh, but then Chris Evans tweeted about it and said, well, this is news to me, basically, so I I don't know if he's back. I don't think this in any way, shape, or form would impact Falcon and Winter Soldier because that's already done. Um, but interesting, nonetheless, that that's being floated out there. Yeah, and I think him signing a contract, to, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he popped up, whether it be a flashback or whether it be um, in the multiverse or anything that any of these other shows are going to do. I mean, it, I would say, oh, well, of course Chris Evans is going to do something. I don't think he's going to headline a new Captain America movie, but him popping up somewhere, I think is even in a, a video in Spider-Man three, you know? Yeah. It, and I will say the report specifically said he wouldn't lead a Captain America film, but that he would be open to a Iron Man in civil war type role, which I was like, Okay, well, <laughs> which is basically that's Iron Man's movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that was basically a, you know a Cap slash Iron Man movie. So I get that you don't want to do another Cap movie, but if you're going to say that you do another Civil War, yeah, I mean, you're you're still going to be getting a lot of screen time and be the title role there, bud. But again, uh, who knows if this is real or not based off of Evan's response to that? But just interesting news nonetheless, given that we're talking about you know Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's to me that's expected. So that's not even really news. I expect yeah. a cameo here or there. Yep. All right. So then the next one upcoming out in May, at least from a show standpoint, is Loki. Yes. So that's right as uh, Falcon Winter Soldier in, they they pop in the Loki. Mm-hmm. And that's him gallivanting across time with uh, the Tesseract. Yes. And uh, we get a lot of interesting side characters in that trailer, and it looks weird. I love the trailer. I thought out of everything that we saw back on announcement day between, I think the big three trailers that they, that they had were WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. And to me, Loki was by far the most interesting. It, it is definitely interesting. Uh, I think it could, it has the potential. Well, now that I've seen the first two episodes of WandaVision, I was like, it has the potential to be the worst of the three, depending on how they do it. But I know you're a big Loki fan. Yes, and uh, I, I have no problems with Loki. I just think, how messy is that going to be? It looks kind of like Time Cop to me. Yeah, the, there was something called like the TVA that Owen Wilson is leading, and he mentions that time doesn't behave the same here. Uh, yes, it, I will say it seems like Loki is creating some mischief across multiple timelines, and somebody's trying to keep track of that or resist him i don't know we're not given a whole lot but i i liked the vibe of the trailer i thought it was very very cool yeah i uh, i just wonder how much and i would say how much bearing would it have on the rest of the mcu but 
they're very good about have, having all of these matter. So I guess it yes. really could. I guess it could. I, I think, I feel like the premise of the movie is going to be, or show I should say, is more about like being free of the timeline. So letting Loki go get into all these hijinks and problems and everything without having ripple effects on at least the main timeline. Now maybe as we venture more into like the multiverse and stuff with other movies coming up, uh, we see where Loki has wreaked a little bit of havoc, but I, I like that he's actually going to be kind of divorced from the main timeline and able to impact things in new ways that maybe we don't expect. Like it would be really cool if they showed maybe how he impacts, you know, I guess they're going with, you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but they have a what if show. I guess I was kind of going down that path. So maybe they'll stay away from that a little bit, I guess. Well, and I just have a problem with anytime you introduce something like time travel is you have to be really smart about it. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the internet is known for pointing out flaws and, and, hey, this screwed up. So if you're having Loki go through time and also adhering to the rules set up in Endgame, you know, just making sure that you're consistent <laughs> throughout. Uh, well, why couldn't this have happened if that happened, you know? Um, and some a lot of them don't make sense on the internet, but a lot of them do. And you're like, yeah, you know what? And that just kind of ruined all that for me. I saw that there was... A lot of thought put into him jumping through time and changing things or doing things or have always been there. I don't know how they're doing it, but uh, that has the potential to blow up a lot of things. I yeah, and I think for the most part, Marvel has earned the benefit of the doubt there. I think they've done a really good job of as much as they can, you know, crossing their eyes, crossing their eyes. Wow. Right, crossing their cool. eyes, you know. Yeah, every, crossing their teeth every time they cross their eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of those 3D posters. You got to cross your eyes and stare at it. No, eventually past the poster, <laughs> right through the poster. Uh, yeah, they get the benefit of the doubt. I think for the most part, they've done a really good job of ensuring that when they get wild and crazy with stuff, that it, it, it is coherent enough to where yeah, you, there might be some little snags here and there, but nothing that you can't you know just look past. So Loki, Loki's in May, uh, but mm -hmm. guess what's also in May again. Yeah, if this happens. We have uh, Black Widow again. So I mean, nothing in these shows are going to affect anything that happened in Black Widow, and nothing in Black Widow is going to go into any of these shows, or they wouldn't have done this like that. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah, I, I would think that if they had some interplay there that Marvel would have been a little bit more cognizant about when they release things. So yes, I agree with you. And, and given that this is a... Black Widow solo movie, we know it has to take place in the past, so that, that probably isolates it a little bit from some of the other stuff that's going on. So basically, we're not going to see Florence in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That would be true, I feel I like think. that's the only place she would have popped up so far. Yeah. And, and I, when you say Florence, you mean Florence Pugh, who's playing Black Widow's sister, correct? Yes, who will be, okay. I don't know if it's her literal sister or just training sister. Uh, okay. how they're going to do that in the movie, but she is essentially going to take the mantle as far as the rumors that I've heard of a okay. Black Widow-type character throughout the rest of the, the MCU. Um, but I felt like a good time for her to reemerge would be Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Those guys? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm guessing that we won't see her. Probably not. And I don't know that there's a whole lot to say about Black Widow since we've all seen trailers for at least 12 months now. Will that be the closest that we get to like a standalone aside movie? Do you think uh, any bearing other than introducing Florence? 
I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, you know, Captain Marvel kind of went back in time and and reintroduced some things that, that would come back later, I think. So perhaps this could do the same where, um, you know, there there is something there that shows back up in some of the newer phase movies that is just a nugget that was planted that we hadn't been exposed to before. So I don't, I, I agree with you. Yes, I think it's going to be primarily standalone, but it, it's got to lay the I don't know. They're just they're just too good at this. They they drop some nuggets <laughs> that then show up later. That I I expect there to be something beyond Florence Pugh that um, has some kind of effect. So we're we're still still excited to see this. At least I am. I, and I guess I never really got your take on how excited are you for for Black Widow? I, I'm fine with it. Like I I don't I'm not overly you know anticipating it, but I'm certainly not like oh I don't really want to see this. I mean it's just like okay no, another another notch in the belt for the Marvel movie. Um you know let's go see and see what they do. It's kind of like how I felt. Uh, no that's not true. I was gonna say about Far From Home, but I was probably a little bit more excited to see Far From Home. So um, I, I'm kind of just you know around the three star scale in terms of my excitement. Like all right let's go. I think this is my least anticipated Marvel movie um, of what's coming up of ever to date Oh, uh, of going into it going, I can't wait for Spider-Man. I can't wait for Thor. I can't wait for Thor too. Um, not to say it will be the the worst of them. It was just the, the least amount. Cause I don't know the impact of any of it. Now I like all the characters that they have. I just, you know, going back in time and saying, oh, this was something that Black Widow did, you know, before Endgame. I don't know. It just, it seems like, at least I'm just saying my expectations were more like, okay, it's a Black Widow movie. Good. I'm glad she got one, but hype is not there for me. I can see that. I don't think that's a bad take. I think that's probably where most everybody sits, unless for some reason, like, Black Widow is just the the character you've gravitated towards that you are, you know, excited about I'm glad you got one I'm excited to see it but it's not yep it's definitely not in-game or Spider-Man level uh, yeah I would agree with that okay so next this one I think is high on your list yeah because I know nothing about the character and all I know is that it's um, Marvel and superheroes and Kung Fu so yeah why not <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's right up my alley so was it Shang-Chi uh, I forget the whole rest of the title honestly it's like Legend of the Ten Fists I think yeah. And no, 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 no. Legend of the Ten Rings. Damn it. So close. Ten Rings. See, there's the rings. I knew there were rings somewhere yeah. in this episode. Yes, there, there's rings here. <laughs> um, so I know nothing about this guy, nothing about the backstory, absolutely nothing about it. But like I mentioned, I, I don't need it. You, you had me at Marvel and Kung Fu. Um, the only thing I think I could maybe piece together would be that perhaps the Mandalorian makes a return or i guess it didn't actually end up being the mandalorian and iron man 3 the mandalorian a, uh man really? mandar the mandarin we got, we got boba fett coming out attack I mean, be, some I, kung fu yeah I, i'd be all for that the mandarin i mean okay that that one's so close <laughs> that was just a, a slip but uh yeah the mandarin is what i meant so it didn't end up being the real mandarin in iron man 3 so maybe there's going to be room for the real mandarin in shang chi i don't yeah. even know if that's a thing yeah i hope so uh, cause they really crapped on that character in Iron Man three. Uh, and he's such a big deal to at least Iron Man, um, that to have him as just an aside of not even a real character essentially is how that went down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, I think they could introduce him here and I think that'd be good. Yeah. 
Do, so do you have any any nuggets on Shang Chi like from the comics? Like what 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 can we expect here? Um, I I think we expect kung fu. Um, yes, there. Yes, and that's what you're that's what you're going to get. You're going to see that he can rival just about any fighter that we're going to going to come across in the MCU. Um, and it's he's not as prevalent in the comics, at least not in today's age as he used to be and they're starting to bring him back um but he's got some pretty cool storylines that i I don't know what they're gonna explore here but i hope uh there's one in particular that they hope they at least start to do and uh i I won't get into all that but well once i see a trailer i'll know kind of at least think what route they might be going or what story they're telling because there's there's a lot of good ones that they could dive into there okay so yeah basically I, i said a lot of nothing (laughs) <laughs> my, my big thing is that I just hope and expect that this will be the best choreographed Marvel movie. Like, I mean, you have to go. Right? I mean, please, just like I'm not saying Marvel fights are bad; they're, they're really not. They they have some decent choreography, but I mean, I, I I do think they do some things that will get will look worse in a kung fu movie, which is like you know jump cuts, shaky cam, anything like that. That maybe they they've. I don't feel like they've overly abused in the Marvel universe, but there's just a different way you have to film Kung Fu choreography. And if they don't get that, it runs the risk of just, I don't know, disappointing me real bad. I mean, that's what you lean on with this movie, right? Nobody knows this character. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd be surprised if 1% of the population even has ever heard of this character. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to lean on the fight scenes to... In, in that way to separate itself from, uh, oh, just another Marvel character. So I, I'm right there with you. I think they have to nail the choreography to get cheeks in the seats. Yep. And and it's not going to take, I mean, we see what happens with movies like John Wick and, you know, way back in the day, the matrix, like if you can get that fighting style down to where it's cool and filmed well, and maybe even presenting something new, you know, in the way that it's filmed, uh, yeah, you're going to get a lot of word of mouth just from how awesome the fight scenes are. So it, you could even have a mediocre plot and not not do so hot there. But if you crush the fight scenes, that's that's what people will start talking about. Yeah. When you have a master of Kung Fu, that's, that's what you got to do. That's where the money yep. should be spent. I agree. <laughs> uh, so after that, so I guess it's maybe after or around the same time, we're going to jump back into TV shows. So there's a What If? It's an animated series from Marvel coming out summer 2021. It's exactly what it sounds like, right? Like, what if this happened instead of the way that we saw it? I, I think the the trailer showed us um, instead of Yondu picking up a uh, young Peter Quill, he picks up a young uh, T'Challa. Yes, stuff like that. Yeah, and and what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of uh, Steve Rogers? Yep. You know, lots of lots of things like that. The, this comic series was always one of the most fun because they're usually standalone, you know, books, uh, but just let people get just uber creative of you know what if professor x became the juggernaut instead of you know his brother you know th- things like that there's a, you just just get weird with it and say hey what, what would happen then and so i think it's a really good idea to have this a- animated but i love the fact that they have all of the actual voices from the the movie characters participating in this mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that it, i think there'll be st- one they're standalone single episodes uh, that don't attach to one another is how I feel like it'll be. Um, but it'll be just cool. Hey, whatever our brains can think of, let's, let's throw that out there. 
Yep. And I think animated form is perfect for that. Oh, absolutely. Because you can basically do whatever you want. Yep. On a, on a cheap uh, budget, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, no, well, I shouldn't say less production time. I don't know how long it takes to put together an animated show, but I guess it gives you, I feel like it gives you a little bit more freedom than, than trying to film something. For sure. Uh, okay. So next up, back to movies, we have The Eternals in November 2021. So this one, it has me the most concerned. I don't know how well Eternals are. I, I like the cast. I really do. But It's a monster cast. But I feel like it's not going to feel Marvel. Okay. I feel like it's going to feel like a total aside. Um, and yes, I, I, I had that kind of thought with Guardians and they just crushed that. But this is going to be... There's going to bring a lot of questions, and I just don't feel like it's going to be connected, and that's that's my biggest biggest worry with this. Okay, I mean the cast is kind of insane, right? Yeah. It's just quickly Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, Gemma Chan from Crazy Rich Asians, Sama Hayek, Kumail Nanjiani, Kit Harington. So we definitely got a couple of uh, Game of Thrones alum in there. Brian Tyree Henry. There's just there is a lot of people in this. And and to not ha- and to go from Cheng uh, Chi, <laughs> man, I can't talk today. Uh, to Eternals and not have like a Spider Man in the middle or a Thor in the middle or Doctor Strange in the middle. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard back to back, and I feel like Eternals is going to take the brunt of the unknowingness uh, as far as box office. I'm not saying the quality of movies are going to be bad. I just think in box office. Reception. Sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Like, we all know we're in the next phase. I shouldn't say we all, but like, you know, those of us who follow Marvel know we're in the next phase. But like, I'm going to be very interested to see when the main thread of the next phase starts to appear. Is it going to start to appear somehow in Black Widow, somehow in Shang-Chi? Are we waiting until the Eternals? Are we waiting until we get around to one of our our main properties, right? Because technically, Spider-Man Far From Home, I believe, was. Uh, didn't wasn't that technically the first movie of the next phase? I think it was. was a, the I think it was phase? wrapping up the last. Phase. Okay, okay. So it'll be very interesting to me to see how readily apparent that you know the big bad guy of the next phase or like the main progression of the next phase starts to appear in which movie it appears in. Because you're right, you know Shang Chi and the Eternals might not be the you know the tentpole movies that Spider Man or Thor or Doctor Strange are, uh, but those are later in the in the cycle so i don't i don't quite know what their approach is going to be yeah and this you have spider-man right after it too and mm-hmm. so like a, what a month later i think in this- yeah so eternals is november 5th and right now spider-man 3 is uh looking like december 17th and i and i don't know how much spider-man 3 is even going to tie into this um but from what we're hearing as far as the multiverse of what they're doing with spider-man 3 it's confusing that it's it's before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And so t- timing-wise, and, and that's where I come back to WandaVision, is all of this, I feel like, has to be introduced in this show. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I really... I'm not sure. that That's putting a, a, a lot of a load on WandaVision. It, it is, but where else are we going to see it? I mean, that depends. I, I hate but, it to be introduced into the Eternals. But we're saying it 
as in like what the, the next big thing of the next phase. Well, I'm saying even the the multiverse concept. Uh, well, I mean, Doctor Strange has already kind of hinted at the different you know universes that he can drop into with all the his powers, and then we kind of went with those are timelines. Yeah, but I, I don't think that the multiverse is too much of a stretch from that. I think people can understand what that is conceptually, especially if you assume that they are familiar with Into the Spider-Verse now. Well, I, I think it's going to be a major issue because you have you don't just have uh, the Spider-Man Tom Holland as we know him. We're going to be seeing Toby and Andrew Garfield, and that's just that's not a timeline thing. That's uh, That's just confusing. Sure, I, I think they're gonna rely a little bit on the love for Spider Verse. That that even though that's not technically part of the MCU, that that familiarized a lot of people with the concept of a multiverse. So you think that's when our first introduction to that is gonna be in Spider Man Three? Um, I I really don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have a good thought there. I'm not familiar enough with the comics to know what would make the good entry point there. Um, so I, it, it could be, it, that could be the first one that we see is Spider-Man three. I don't know. I, I hope they don't do it in Eternals. I think that would just make that even more messy of a concept of all of these people that we don't know yet. So you have to, how many origin stories that we have to walk through to see who are these people and, and truly get to know all of these people that are on camera and introduce a concept of there's different versions of them in other universes. Right. I, I think and I would argue that that much. same, I would argue that the same thing probably holds true for Shang-Chi. Like, while I don't think it's as confusing as the Eternals based off of what I've heard, I don't think you want to make a brand new character's first introduction be like really messed up by a plot that would seemingly be unrelated. Right. Um, and, and, you know, in regards to Spider-Man three, I think we've all heard, or at least we've read that, Doctor Strange is supposed to be in that. So it's going to be kind of one of those movies where, okay, it's Spider-Man 3, but it's also Doctor Strange 1.5. I forgot he was in that. You're right. You're right. So, so I, I think that's kind of what's... And then Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, when it comes out you know, four months later in March of 2022, will probably build on that concept that was presented in Spider-Man 3. Okay. Yeah, but I just think that it's a lot for a Spider-Man movie to make that jump. But... Add well, I mean, come on. See, see what we're doing. We, we, we know what's happening. We, yes. We've talked about this yes. on the side. Uh, Sony almost threatened to not even let Marvel yeah. participate in Spider-Man 3 until Tom Holland threw down the gauntlet and said, no, it, it has to happen. And then Sony, because they're trying to throw their weight around, sees that they had huge success with Spider-Verse, the, the animated movie, and they know nothing about how to be successful. So their thought is, well, let's just do that again. Right. Let's, let's do that live action. Yeah. And then, so, Hey, I, there are some people who liked Tobey Maguire. I see it <laughs> on the internet. That one guy who keeps posting on every post that he likes Tobey yeah. Maguire better than any other Spider-Man. Which I, yeah. I, I guarantee that guy is a huge Snyder cut fan too. <laughs> guarantee. Yeah, huge Venn diagram. To, overlap. That up, huh? Yeah, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge Venn diagram overlap between people who say the Raimi Spider Men were like the end all be all of comic book movies, and the same people that want to see Snyder's uh, Snyder Cut of the Justice League. I, I guarantee it. I, I, it's like ninety plus percent overlap. Well, I want to see the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I, it's more. Yeah. But anyway, we, will. we we can we can stay on Marvel. Okay, so we got through Sp that's Spider Man three, and that's they're bringing everybody back. Uh, yep. 
villains and, and heroes alike. I hope they're just cameos uh, and they're not part of the main thread. Like he swings through and sees Toby, you know, dancing on the street in black hair, you know, and then moves on. Like that's the only thing yeah. that we see of Toby. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that 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 that'll make it worth it for me to have less less screen time. But I'm excited. For Agreed. I'll, I'll see every Spider-Man. Then we go into uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. which uh, gives Jane Foster the hammer. They're going yep. through that uh, that storyline, uh, kind of, uh, in this. I don't know if they're gonna how close to the comics they're going to stay, uh, but basically Jane picked up the hammer and she is she is worthy. Which hammer and when it is, I don't know where the hammer comes back from because uh, it's destroyed. I I don't know how they're going to handle that. Okay. So time travel. Yeah. Uh, Cause cap was supposed to return Mjolnir to the right spot. Right. Didn't, right. didn't he have that with him when he went back yes. with the stone? Okay. thought so. And then it got destroyed uh, in Ragnarok. Well, Ragnarok was before Endgame. No, they were back in time in Endgame. When they fought Thanos, they were back in time. He went and stole the hammer and then he returned the hammer. And then everything progresses as oh yeah yeah okay would have gotten gotcha. destroyed. There you go. Okay, I'm with you now. You're yeah, right. There's okay. no hammer for for her to pick up and become worthy. So I don't know what they're going to do there. Okay. Um, so that's um, a question. Good point. Yeah. My other yep. question with this is Thor is starting on a journey with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think would be a really cool gar- next Guardians movie with Thor along. But obviously he's going to be a part of this. So Guardians are going to so, be a small part of this. Yes, Guardians are, at least Chris Pratt, is for sure in this movie. Uh, I think he actually, I don't know if I saw it on his Instagram or a news feed or whatever, but I think he was just recently filming his scenes for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I, I, I really think that was a wasted end to Endgame. A wasted opportunity. You could have Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth, you know, in a Guardians type movie, buddy cop, if you will. And then they're like, well, we want to do Love and Thunder, so we have to bring him back fast. I I still think that's going to happen, though. I think you're going to get the Guardians in Thor Love and Thunder, and I think you're going to get Thor in Guardians 3. I think they're going to be paired up for at least the next two movies. You think? I think that the majority of this is going to be Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, I'm not denying that. I, I'm not denying that that won't be the main thread that they go down. I'm just saying that there will be overlap. Yeah, I, I hope they don't they don't lose that that buddy cop movie with those two. No, that needs to happen. There were, it worked too well for the limited amount of time that it was on screen at the end of Endgame for it not to. Well, I mean, they were on screen together in Infinity War too, but I think everybody loves those moments when they were together. I, that that needs to continue to happen. That's a fantastic movie, and that I can't wait to see that see yep. on our list. So, uh, what the Guardians three? Right. Because I don't think they, they haven't announced it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Okay, so that was, what, Thor, Love, and Thunder in February of 2022, and then we are on to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness in March of 2022? Which they started as a horror movie. Um, clearly, Disney's not going to go R, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have kind of a, a spooky PG-13 movie. Uh, yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the director leave? Uh, I, I think I think it's Scott Derrickson, I believe, was the director of the first one, and I think he was signed on for the second one, and then 
I don't know if it was because of the creative differences or whatever, but I think he might have left. Uh, I I believe I heard that too, and I and I believe it was due to the rating and how much uh, latitude with this horror concept he was getting. Uh, okay, and I think they pulled it back a little bit because ultimately we're selling toys here, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> According to the toys that made us, yeah. yes, yes. So that uh, I think it would be a really cool idea. Uh, but if you're keeping it in this the stream of things of the MCU and, and you want them all to tie together, you can't say, well, kids, you can't watch this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's a great strategy. So for them as a company, but I would really like to see it. Yeah. And I think there's a rumor floating around. I mean, obviously there's no spoilers because I, I, I don't know that there has, there is anything to spoil about this movie, but uh, you know, we caught wind of potentially there being vampires and werewolves in this Dr. Strange sequel, which then made your ears perk up because uh, blade has already been announced. I mean, nothing special about it, no dates or anything, but Mahershala Ali as blade. So the minute you hear werewolves and vampires, that's what you think. Were you saying my ears or just in general ears? Uh, no, in in general. I mean, I think you were the one that specifically pointed out, like, oh, hey, if they're talking vampires and werewolves, then there's your blade Yeah, but, there, but there's no one more excited about Mahershala's blade than you. No, I mean, it, it's perfect. Even, and I even love Even more than Mahershala himself. You are, you are <laughs> yeah. the champion. Well, he been called, championing him as yeah. Blade before he was even announced as Blade. I mean, he, he did call me. He was like, hey, man, what do you think? Should, should I do this? Should I do I this? Like, I was like, well, you know, I mean, you might want to talk to Wesley about it. The guy seems a little hung up on stuff lately. He still thinks he's Blade. You might but, have you know, a mucker yeah, of him. Yeah. <laughs> him in your backyard. You know, you know, know what, Mahershala? You have my blessing. Go go be Blade. <laughs> you, you, you wanted it. Uh, no, that all started on, uh, what was that? Alita Battle Angel. Because they had him wearing, he, he looked like he was just put straight out of Blade. Yeah, in that movie, he, so. he had a Morpheus-type Blade look to him yeah. in that movie. And uh, yeah, he, he, I think he's a, a fantastic choice. Uh, but I think that's kind of where we might see him emerge. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, so I, I think here's a, I'm going to splinter us off for just a second. Because we just talked horror rated R, how dark can we go on Multiverse of Madness? And then we transitioned into Blade, which uh, I, I don't know if you should make a PG-13 Blade. I, I, I don't know. You, you shouldn't, but I feel like that's what we're going to get. Cause we're in, okay. But, okay, I say that. I think you see where I'm going next. Yes, we're getting a rated R Deadpool. Exactly. Today. So that, Today that was the other news that, Deadpool. yeah, yeah, that was the news that came out a week or so ago is that Deadpool is going to be, Deadpool 3 is going to be in the MCU and they're going to keep it rated R. So obviously lots of questions about that, but in the context of what we're talking about, um, if you're going to go rated R with Deadpool, I mean, I get it because that, that precedent has already been set. I, I don't think you have to go rated R with Doctor Strange, but I, I kind of think you do with Blade. I think it's a much better movie, Blade. He's stabbing people with swords. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can animate it to where, like, oh, there's no blood, um, you know, they, they just turn into ash when you kill them, you know, stuff like that that we've seen in the original Blade, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just feel like maybe they're testing to... the waters of Deadpool. Yeah, possibly. And saying, okay, can this fit with Disney? Yeah. Which is weird, because it's kind of a proven concept already with Fox, that it works, but yeah, I want to know, how angry are our Disney parents? Yeah, I mean... I think they have some cover fire, though, right? It's like, look, this property's already been established. Um, you know what you're getting into here. It's not like Disney is 
itself saying it wants to go rated R. It's just sort of like, hey, we bought this property and this is what it is, and you know, it, it's going to be R. Um, so okay, yeah. with the same idea that we had just talked about, I feel like there's no way that they can officially connect them with other movies if that's going to be the case. You may have seen Blade in this movie, mm-hmm. but his his standalone movie is not going to have tie-ins to the next Avengers, you know, six. That is true. Um, that will make that piece challenging. It can't, right? it can't be required it, watching, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's an excellent point. Um, yeah. So you can't have, definitely you can be have a little bit. What this Black Widow movie is, kind of an aside, I feel like you can have mm-hmm. the side Blade movie of okay, this is our, don't take your kids, but it's not going to have any effect on our, our main sh- time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm I mean, that sucks. That. You would like to see, you know, you always want to see your heroes come together and, and do something big, but yes, you are going to have that problem. Well, he can with... still do, he can still be involved in the next Avengers or whatever group fight, but that won't be R. but his, sure. But his standalone could be R. Right. It just, it's just, it just tough no because if they, rest. Right, it's just tough because then if the kids are like, "Oh, who's that guy? I want to go see more." Like, uh, can't see that guy. Well, that's a parent's decision, <laughs> right? Listen, these are vampires that he's killing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay, so then I think the last two items that we have that we have dates on are the Guardians Holiday Special, which is coming. Uh, I assume Christmas time, twenty twenty two. They said holiday twenty twenty two, and then. Captain Marvel 2 is coming November of 2022. So it seems like Marvel gave us some dates through the end of 2022. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what they do with Captain Marvel. Uh, you obviously have you have the Wonder Woman problem, right? Where you, you gave her too big of a power set and you threw her into this universe and now you have to pseudo-neuter her you know, and bring her down to, to a, a power set that you can manage. Because if she can handle the same guys that all the Avengers are having trouble with, then there's an issue with that equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously it's going to be in space, and we're going to see some other space-type people. Um, I say obviously, but maybe it won't be. But I'm assuming it's going to be extraterrestrial threats that she's dealing with. But uh, either you make the big baddie even bigger and make uh, guys like Captain America, Falcon, and, and Bucky irrelevant, or you, you bring her down a little bit mm-hmm. so that, that's the I challenge agree with, that. with those yeah definitely um okay so now i'm just going to rattle off a bunch of things that we don't have dates for but that marvel still announced and then i think you know you and i can can kind of run back through them quickly and see if there's anything that we have to add because i think some we will some we won't um there's an i am groot show coming out that's basically a bunch of disney shorts so probably animated you know f- mainly for the kids we have Ironheart, which was announced, and I believe in the comics, that is Tony Stark's daughter? Not daughter, no. Not daughter? Uh, she is, Riri Williams is a, uh, I think she's like 14-ish, but just a, a genius uh, African-American girl who basically invents uh, kind of back, what am I trying to say? back reverse engineer there you go tony stark's armor and kind of invents her mm-hmm. own and becomes uh, a her own type of iron man called Ironheart, and then he is her ai in her in her head which i think would work really well for robert downey jr to come back as just a voice in her head but yeah. if it's a tv show i'm not sure how that's gonna work was that a tv show or is that a movie 
No, these are all okay. So Groot, Ironheart are definitely shows. Okay, but I think that could be really a really good way to to catapult her character because it's a really really good character in the comics. Okay, then we're on to She Hulk, which I love and I'm scared about because <laughs> they said uh, a legal comedy. Mm-hmm. So how how She Hulky are we getting her? Is is my question. So I'm anxious to see what they do there. Yeah. I have no even preconceived notions of what this should be, so I, I'm just <laughs> along for the ride on that one. Uh, Moon Knight. The only thing I know about it is Ethan Hawke is, I believe, the bad guy, and I think Oscar Isaac is also cast in it, but I know nothing of Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a basically a schizophrenic Batman is the best way I feel <laughs> like I can equate to him. Okay. So his Moon Knight personality is different than his Bruce Wayne personality. Okay. So... That could be interesting show. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip some movies and we'll just continue with shows. Then we have armor wars with Don Cheadle. That's kind of continuing the, uh, captain America. Uh, I believe it's armor got in the hands of wrong people and, and war machine hunting them down is kind of the sense that I got. Okay. Uh, secret invasion with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn coming back. That's with, uh, scrolls that yes. have sleeper cells throughout the, the globe, but not sure how they're going to do that because they established the scrolls are good guys now. Um, mm-hmm. Unless there's just a band of scrolls that are bad guys that we're going to fight. Sounds like you just solved that problem. Okay. <laughs> and then the last show that they announced was Hawkeye with Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I think um, I'm really excited for that one. I think she's a perfect fit for, uh, for Kate. Kate is just uh she started as kind of like everyone called her like lady Hawkeye. She's like, no, I'm just Hawkeye. Uh, and she's, like, I'm just a better Hawkeye and, and a better Hawkeye. And, I like it. That's how she, she always kind of holds her herself out. And, and Clint is more of a buffoon um, character than he has been portrayed in, in Avengers of um, he's more lucky than, than good kind of like it, clumsy and, but, still interesting uh type of thing i don't know if i'm I'm explaining that quite right but she is uh she she is a good character a good actress for this i think it'll fit nicely okay and i didn't say this but uh jeremy renner is obviously in that as hawkeye clint yes yes okay uh, the last two things that they announced are movies. So, uh, again, I don't think we know anything about these other than titles. And, and one of them, I don't even think we know the title. But the first was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Okay. I'm sure that's going to tie into something with uh, the multiverse. Right. And then the last one, which I think some people were super excited about, and if you listen to us on the podcast long enough, you will know where each of us probably stands on this, but I think the big question of that shareholder meeting was, are we going to talk anything about two big Marvel properties that have traditionally either not been here or have sucked? And that was the d- debate between X-Men and fantastic four. And they gave us a fantastic four announcement. Yuck. Well, yeah. I, and it makes sense why that would be announced uh, first, because that's, that really has no bearing on everyone else mutants that have been involved in the world since uh you know if wolverine's been around since the civil war or however you want to do that that's harder to pull off like where's he been Mm -hmm. first fantastic four you could give them their powers today and their new characters sure so it's easier to to wrap them into the fold um 
opposed to mutants exist and have always existed. So I get why they're struggling with that, but nobody wants to see the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, out of all the stuff we just listed, so we finally made it through all of our list, everything that they announced at that shareholders meeting between movies and shows, Fantastic Four is far and away the thing I am least excited for. Well, you know who demanded that, right? Who? Toby Maguire fan. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Well, oh, we got Fantastic Four again yeah. on the screen. We got three circles going on now. <laughs> Snyder Cut guy, Raimi Spider-Man guy, and Fantastic Four guy. Oh man! If you, I'm sorry. If you are at the the nexus of those three circles, uh, whoa! I just like you. you I just like you as, as yeah, a human. I mean, you, I, I'm not on your side in any way, shape, or form. I don't just I don't like any you, part. Of we that. just wouldn't be friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we got in a conversation and you let that fly, uh, yeah, I, I'd walk away. I really hope you're a Chiefs fan because I got nothing in common. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want you to be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> oh wow! Kicking them off the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Go on, get. All right, so that gets us through all of our MCU talk, which is what we wanted to get to today between WandaVision and the upcoming phases. Um, I think the only last thing we have for today is uh, prep for next week. Yeah. So we are going to get back to our reviews, and obviously with our limited what limited uh, selections, limited options of new movies, uh, we had to go, go hunting a little bit, and good old Netflix coming through for us. Yeah, Falcon's back. Is he back? I mean, <laughs> I, Falcon is outside the wire, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. N- outside the wire, Netflix coming on January 15th, which means it's actually already out now. But yes. we're going to watch it for next week's episode. Uh, average. It looks average. It looks so predictable. And I and truly, I had to stop the trailer. Um, so I didn't even finish. I, I was a minute and a half into it two and a half minute trailer and I'm like this is already looking very stereotypical and predictable and I already know where they're going with this so I didn't even finish it just trying to hope that they didn't ruin some sort of twist that might make this show interesting but he um but so there wasn't anything at the end I just didn't want to ruin any more of it than I already did no I mean I actually I came away thinking like I really don't know anything about the plot like, I mean, I get that he Are you is presented me? as like, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, I know that he's a, you know, basically a military RoboCop who's, you know, going on missions and they, they take off his AI chip so he can, you know, go do whatever. But like, I don't really know who they're going against. I don't, I don't. That doesn't matter. The, it's going to be a generic. He's fighting his own people that want him to do bad things. This is solo, you know, this is I mean, Mario yeah, being people's. I, this is, <laughs> this is RoboCop, like you mentioned. The, oh, you took off your restraining bolt, you know, and then now you have the ability to break rules. Yes. I, this is, I, I guess seen, I was just trying to say, times. yeah, yeah, it's not anything new. I'm not saying that. I guess I just, I, I get the overall generic plot that's happening. What, I, what I'm saying is, like, if there's any kind of specifics that branch off in any kind of unique ways, like, I don't feel like I know, you know, beat for beat what's going to happen where some trailers truly give away literally everything. I think this does have some potential wiggle room. I'm not saying that they're going to use it or use it effectively, but I, I don't feel like I know everything. Well, see, I, and I, the reason I equate it more to solo than to RoboCop is he says he is AI. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he doesn't even have that cyborg or that human component. And I feel like the trailers really missing is, is him acting like AI. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, yeah, he's, he's I completely just agree. Anthony Mackie. <laughs> 
yeah. I had that same exact thought. I'm like, you're not acting really robotic. Like, if the AI is this good, I don't know. There's there's some questions. I, so, I hope that they mapped maybe a fallen soldier's brain and put him into this and then have it be AI, you know, something like that, that where it can duplicate his personality of some sort to where they explain why he's cracking jokes about this guy's girlfriend. You so know? you want a solo meets a universal soldier? That's not what they do with universal soldier. <laughs> well, I mean, they reanimate the guy, so it's technically still his personality. I was just saying like, you know, take the personality and dump it into a RoboCop type. I brain. would say I mean, that's actually the the op. It's closer to RoboCop, the Universal Soldier, because Universal Soldier they actually pull out his personality and just have his his true. Body. They try to suppress it with yeah. the shots. The yeah. shots, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I just the, the the two of them. It was weird to say, oh, the AI super weapon is sitting behind a desk interviewing people. Like, yeah, this is this is weird. I feel like it's lazy. How do we make him really cool and fight really cool and something different? But I feel like what I've seen now, they could easily explain it with maybe two lines out of the, out of the intro. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, I get it. But mm-hmm. what what I've seen so far, I feel like it's very generic and, and, and lazy in that, in that plot string. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be average or below average. Just, I mean, one, it's, it's a Netflix movie. So you just kind of already have that like, okay, I'm going to start at like a four. Like you, you don't even get the opportunity to, to be a five. I mean, you know, expectation wise, like ceilings of four, probably, yeah, and then go from there. I mean, you're leaning on, uh, on Anthony Mackie, but then uh, Damson Idris. Have you seen him at all? He was in a Black Mirror. Um, okay, but, but I'm I'm more familiar with him from Snowfall. It's a show on FX and Hulu. Oh, uh, he's really good in that. I've only seen okay. uh, about five episodes, uh, but I really like him in that show. And so that's that's what's kind of giving me hope. Is he's really good in that, and hopefully he can bring some life to this this movie that I don't think is gonna be. There. Yeah, well that's good. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see next week. Yeah. All right. So that's it for our MCU roundup plus our, our preview of Outside the Wire next week, which should be dropping. I don't know the date, whatever, whatever that Tuesday is after we watch. So let's see, 19 to 26, I think is when we'll be releasing that episode and then we'll get another new movie after that. But we got the ball rolling three in a row. We can keep it up. It's streak. <laughs> All right, go chiefs. Chiefs. All right. We'll catch everybody next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!